0: Hey everybody, this is Soda. I uh, just wanted to come in here before the podcast started to let you know that uh, we apologize. There was a few audio issues with this, and I figured out the problem. It was on my end. I actually had a separate cell phone that I didn't know was right behind the computer, so it was constantly interfering with the audio. So I apologize in advance, and I hope it doesn't distract you guys too much. I did have to cut some things short some questions got cut that were going to be answered next week one from tim and one from drew got cut completely just because the audio was that bad but as we go right now i hope uh you enjoy this episode and um we'll get it all fixed up for next week thank you hey google play in the marbles with soda and ethan
1: all right playing the latest episode of in the marbles with soda and ethan Spinning out of control Here we go
0: For to the pedal Till it's touching the metal Let's rock and roll Yeah So they're get them tires To screeching Now beat them Check your flags Last lap Nobody can beat them It's just that It's a party Put it on in the carpool And hear us talk A lot of NASCAR In the audio Singing now. We don't just want it Out of mode We're getting dirty around here Yeah We're in the mall Hey everybody, welcome to episode 11 of In the Marbles with Soda and Ethan. My name's Soda, you can find me on Twitter at Soda underscore Hunter. And my name is
1: Ethan, and you can find me on Twitter at Viva La
0: Ethan. And this is episode 11, we're rolling right along. Give me... A driver that drove the number 11 car.
1: How about drives the drives. number
0: 11? Uh, I
1: almost said Kyle Bush. <laughs> uh, Denny Hamlin. How about Denny Hamlin? Uh, he's one of the better ones. That's he needs to win sure. a championship, though. Do you think he should be in the Hall of Fame if he never ends up yeah. winning a Cup Yeah, yeah because
0: I, I think Davey Allison deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Just me <laughs> personally, because I'm a biased Davey Allison fan and he's right. he never won a championship. You know, his career was cut short. So absolutely. Do you, think, do you think
1: Hamlin's gonna win a championship? I don't know.
0: I don't know. He's close enough to where it ain't like he couldn't. You know, right. all them years, it's not like he couldn't have done it. I mean, Mark Martin never won a championship, but is that gonna keep him out of the hall of fame? Or is he mm. already in the hall of fame? I don't even know. I don't I think he's already in it. Now see, there's no reason why Hamlin shouldn't be in then. It I feel like in NASCAR there's more to the Hall of Fame than just whether or not you're a champion. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's, and wrestling's the same way. I felt the same way about wrestling. People's like, why is Brutus cake in the Hall of Fame? It's like, well, because he was really, really over, and he was good at his character, and he probably made him a lot of money. That's wrestling. Yeah. I mean, you can't nitpick about the Hall of Fame for a fictional sport. You know what I mean? Right. And NASCAR, even though it's not a fictional sport, it's the connection you have with people, I think, more than anything, and your impact on the sport. That puts you into the Hall of Fame. Like Mark Martin has a huge impact on sport, and I feel like Denny Hamlin has a pretty sizable impact on the sport.
1: Hey, really fast. Um, What's the first thing that comes to mind when you think of Mark Martin? Win
0: Dixie. What? Honestly, it's Win Dixie.
1: How is it not Viagra? (laughs) I don't understand. I didn't
0: grow up in the Viagra era.
1: Oh my gosh! I grew up
0: in him dominating every single Bush race he was in in the Win Dixie car and the Valvoline car. I, it, next would be Valvoline But first off It's <laughs> Win dixie Cause I I had a local Win dixie Right down the street And they sold all his cars Every single year
1: What on earth Is a Win
0: dixie It's a grocery store Oh I've never heard of that well, It was all over his car Forever Huh Okay Cool I just posted a A uh, tweet about it About oh. Win dixie From the In the Marbles Pod Account Oh And Mark Martin liked it Thank you very much Oh <laughs> He dominated.
1: Yeah. Yeah, He absolutely
0: dominated the Winn-Dixie era right there in the mid to late nineties.
1: Oh, I think that's Mark Martin right outside my house. If you didn't hear that.
0: (laughs) Uh, For me, it would be (laughs) as far as the number 11 go. I go back to when I was a kid watching, it would be Terry Labonte in the 11 and the, uh, in like 90, 91, 92 would be Bill Elliott. Hmm. Beyond that, you're looking at Brett Bodine. Yeah, jumping into the eleven. I'm not sure if there was anybody after ninety. I think ninety four was his last year in the eleven. I think ninety five he started the the ninety four car. Mm-hmm. I believe that's right. I don't Sounds know about if, right. I guess Brett Benign jumped into it in ninety five, but I'm really not not positive about that because that was Junior Johnson's cars up until that yeah. point. Yeah, and you a big know, one, Kelly Arbour. Yeah, that's the that was probably the most. Uh, him and Daryl Waltrip are really close to being the most um, successful in the 11. For sure. Yeah. So this past weekend, we had Nashville. It's a track that I personally don't really like that much, just being honest, because it's kind of a cookie cutter. And they don't race at the old fairgrounds, but they race at this. I wish they would race at the fairgrounds, honestly, because I grew up watching that track on TNN. For a long time, I think the lower divisions did race on there, and Cup has raced on there before a long time ago. I wish they would go back to that. I have a feeling they're going to go back to that pretty soon. Maybe not Cup, but I think the lower divisions might go back to that eventually, maybe in the next three or four years anyway.
1: Yeah, that'd be really fun.
0: I think, I think that's what's going to happen. I know SRX races there. That's, that's such a fun little track. I think they still host weekly shows too. That's where I saw Casey with for the first time. No oh,
1: Casey Atwood.
0: Yep, bringing him back up. Yes, but before we get into the race, I want to go over our picks. Now, I'm a little perturbed at the picks here.
1: <laughs> We'd
0: be both. Well, no. Well, okay. But you finished ahead of me <laughs> somehow. Kyle Bush went from last to the top five, stayed in the top five the whole rest of the race. Once he got yeah. up there, led a good portion right there at the end of it, faded away away from Chase Elliott, but he was still running second. Right. And without that caution, that's where he was going to finish. Second place. I'm like, good run for me. Second place with Kyle Busch. I feel just like Ethan. <laughs> that's what he does all the time when he picks Kyle Busch. <laughs> yeah, that's very and true. And Austin yeah. Dillon's back to him like 18th. <laughs> like, yeah, it's a, good, it's a good day to close right here. Yeah. Closing in on him. Then they had the caution, and Kyle Bush decided he was going to be the first one to come into pits. Well, about ten people in front of him stayed out, so he came out eleventh or so, somewhere in there. Then they had a big jumble off of uh, turn off the off the back straightaway going to three at one point, and Kyle just he lost every bit of momentum he had, and he got passed by everybody. He came across the line twenty first. know. Uh, Dude, uh, I had me a shot to win this race. You did. And he came across 21st. 21st. And meanwhile, Austin Dillon, he wound up somehow finishing ahead of Kyle Bush. Yeah. He came across 14th. You got an average finish now, it's 10.61. But this mess here, I can't catch a break. Yeah. I had the pick. I mean, I yes, had one did. of the picks this week. I mean, I had them, and it was it was going to be a good DraftKings pick too. And we'll get into that. Yeah. And actually, the winner wound up having having Kyle Bush. But yeah, it was. I I got an average finish of thirteen point five six. I'm three spots behind you, and we're going to get to the point of the year now where we can't make up that much, right? So, fun times for me. Well um well i don't know i think
1: it's going to be very interesting with us applying this new rule that we can't choose one driver more than twice in a season uh i i have a lot of my uh a lot of my swords are broken here so you might i don't know i feel like you might be catching up to me really soon
0: Uh, i apologize i hit the mic i'm sure that came across um my headphones hit the mic i went down to oh. stretch my ankle i'm gonna leave that in too whatever oh, my, i didn't even hear anything <laughs> i'm sure it came across because every little thing on this microphone picks up just like my kids i'm sure the door showed up on the a little bigger <laughs> my kids came in um to ask me a question and the door that they're in they're in the back room watching raw as we're recording right now and i told them i'm recording stay in there and they opened the door just Slow as I can, but it's the loudest door in the house. So I'm sure my microphone <sighs> picked it up. Going to DraftKings. Now we have this thing that I decided we're going to do this weekend because I'm big into the DraftKings lineups. I think it's fun. And once in a while, when you actually know the sport and you, you're familiar with it, once in a while, you can actually do some damage on it. We are together going to be cooperating on a uh, DraftKings lineup every single week from now on. It's just one $4 game. It's a twenty thousand dollar purse for the winner. What fun that would be if we ended up winning one of these oh. things and split it, 50-50, fifty fifty, ten grand each. Man, would that be fun? Oh, that'd be so much oh, fun. Oh yeah, I, yeah, I would. I would have absolutely
1: no issues with any of what you just said.
0: Uh, the winners this week, there were I think there were five that tied for first, so they all like split six thousand. Like I think each of them got six thousand six hundred something dollars. Huh. So, that would have been like what thirty three hundred apiece? Would you have scoffed at thirty three hundred just because you tied? No, no, heck no. I posted it on Twitter, on the, in at in the Marbles Pod. We weren't that far off as far as the lineup that the winner had. He had Kyle Bush and he had Michael McDowell. I thought about adding Bubba Wallace, but I didn't trust it. I did not think about adding Austin Cedric. I just didn't feel like Austin I definitely didn't, wasn't thinking Kurt Bush either. I mean, I kind of was, but I thought Tyler Reddick would be better, and that's who we added. Tyler Reddick, 18th. William Byron had steering issues. He fell back to 35th. Almirola, I thought he was going to do a lot better than that. He didn't finish anything, anything above 17th. And we had our picks, which we might not do every week. Austin Dillon and Kyle Bush finished 14th and 21st. We had yeah. so much potential. When our highest finishing person was Michael McDowell at thirteenth. <laughs> yeah, that's rough, man.
1: Dang, I should have picked McDowell.
0: McDowell, gosh dang it, I should pick McDowell. <laughs> Nobody's picked McDowell all year.
1: I know we're going
0: to now. I mean that's a solid run. He's got like six top tens this year already. Yeah, jeez. The winner actually did not pick the winning race car. He has the second sixth. Seventh, twelfth, thirteenth, and twenty-first, and he won the whole thing. That's that's really interesting. That's that's the thing about DraftKings. It's not about who wins the race. It's about how your guys do, in like relation to how other people's guys do. It's not about getting the top six because there's only uh, six people you can choose. From, you, you can choose throughout the race. He got his last last place was twenty-first, and he didn't get the winner. He only had three in the top ten of his six. Huh? Yeah, I have been leading these races before with like three or four in the top ten, and boy, that's that gets your that gets your adrenaline pumping when you see yourself in the lead of these little events and you see like twenty thousand dollars by your name. Like, hey, yeah, oh, let's go. Oh,
1: oh.
0: Hello, yeah. Mm. <laughs> it never works out, but right. I did win three hundred bucks one time. That. that is cool. But after that, let's go on to the. Let's go to the actual race itself, and we had some kind of some of the stuff that you kind of see every week nowadays. We had another loose wheel. Did you happen to see a lot of the broadcast? uh yeah, did you see the uh animations they had with the uh, digital car? Yes, that was so good so so good there was two of them i saw i don't know if there was more but there was two of them i saw one of them had to do with airflow and they spent like yes. two minutes discussing where the air goes in this car and all the little vents and hoses it goes all over this car and putting downforce into certain places and cooling off this area and cooling off this area and putting this into the breather of the car so it, it gets more air intake you know under the hood So fascinating. I had no idea this car was this complex when it came to airflow. And then you had one later that explained the pit gun. And I learned something then too. I didn't know it had a little pop-up ball joint. Yeah, I did not either. I thought it was just, they weren't getting them tight, but it makes perfect sense why they're not getting them tight. If they don't really hammer them down and take that extra half a second, trying to beat everybody off pit road and make sure that little, it's like a locking mechanism. It's like, It reminds me of I have like umbrellas out here on the pool deck with the poles and the little balls inside the the poles. And you and you uh, push the pole down into each other and it clicks like a little ball pops out and it locks into place. That's what it reminds me of when they tighten the lug nut down and they don't tighten it far enough. That ball doesn't pop out, so it doesn't lock. And that's what happens. They roll down the track and the wheel comes right off. And that's what happened to Chris Buescher. And he was having yep. a good run too. He was, he was by far the best of that uh, Roush Keselowski group.
1: Yes, he was absolutely for sure. And you know what? I mean, even the last few weeks, uh, he's had a very eventful. Uh, I'd say about a month and a half, you know, mm-hmm. with uh, COVID. Uh, then I think he lost a wheel. I I don't know. It was just like a, a series of unfortunate events. Too yeah the flip yep it was the flip and then COVID, tire i don't know it's just he's been on a roller coaster but you know what he's been more in the everyone's talking about him and you kind of forget about
0: his teammate which is the the team owner mm-hmm. yeah he's not doing anything he's driving ugly cars but i mean <laughs> that car's so ugly what the king hawaiian car <gasps> you don't no, like that? but ugly it was so no ugly. Way. It was that ugly, that was... nasty orange with a dark blue. It's just, ugh.
1: That is like, I even said, like, man, that is the paint scheme of the weekend.
0: I sure stain had the paint scheme of the weekend. Um, red, white, and blue, man. That is true. I mean, come he on. He did have a pretty awesome. Yeah, Lionel Racing even said, it. man, I want a hot dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I absolutely <laughs> died. Oh,
1: man. <laughs> Oh my goodness, like that is so awesome. If oh you know what? There's someone that's gonna be listening to this that's like doesn't understand that.
0: <laughs> and that's super sad. I read your tweet. So I, <laughs> I, I got it. Um the only thing I like about the sixth car this weekend was that beautiful blue chrome number. Yeah. But the rest of the car was garbage to me.
1: Did you uh <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why it's so funny. I think we might touch on it a little bit later. Um, the last lap of the race, did you did you have to see Brad after he wrecked and the caution didn't come out? Did you in the see grass? Him, like hobbling? Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> hobbling down. I don't know why I cracked up about that. Like I still have it like in my head. Like I can see it <laughs> happening, and I still crack up about it. I don't know why it was so funny, but these cars
0: are stiff, you know, man they are so <laughs> stiff. there was one of them that hit the wall too and turn uh two He come down the track i don't I forget who it was, but he come down the track. Something was broke underneath it, and that car was just hobbling down the track, like violently hobbling down the track. I was like i yeah. miss, I have never seen a car so stiff after yeah. a wreck like you you'll you'll see them before you'll see them hobble, but this one was like like visibly. Violently hurt, jerking itself (laughs) back from like the 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 right front and the left rear, right front, left rear, right front, left rear. Just like, oh my gosh, how do you not fix that? Why is this car so stiff? I don't know. I think it's I think the car is too stiff. Personally, it's (laughs) just you need to stop. We are family friendly. We are family friendly to quit. My kids can't listen to this now. Thank you very much. (laughs) Good Lord, help. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Hang,
1: on. Hang on. How how many times were you going to say the word stiff? My mind wasn't there, dude. Oh, my gosh. Holy well, moly. Like, you were just throwing it out there every other word. That's awesome. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, I just got the giggles. Okay,
0: the car was rigid, okay? <laughs> 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 it's just a solid... Hard as a rock car, okay? All right. And it it just stays straight the whole time. All right. <laughs> My kids are not listening to this episode now. Good job. Oh. Oh.
1: Sorry, dude. I'm struggling over here. But oh. you know what I'm talking about. All
0: joking aside, <coughs> I mean the car yes, looks like I a, do. a dang handful when it's broke. Something's just it really does. Awful about it. And it's like that when a flat tire too, sometimes the wheels don't even touch the ground. Right. Like, the, like a whole side of the car is lifted up. And I mean, I, I don't know. I, I feel like there's different things I could do with this car to kind of fix that. Right. But I don't know. Like maybe it's yeah. the big wheels. Maybe it's the, the flat underside of it. Now. I mean, there's no give in
1: this car. I don't know, but you know, like you were saying, like if you, if you cut a tire down, I mean, it's relentless. Like that, like you were saying, like the jerking motion, like that was mm-hmm. unreal. <laughs> it does not look.
0: It doesn't look it fun. Doesn't, it doesn't look fun to drive no, back to the pits. No, not at all. No. Heck no. But uh, yeah, Brad, what did you think about the finish of that race? Did you think Ooh. that there was any controversy that whatsoever about them not throwing a caution? Oh, yeah. I don't. Oh, man. But I'm what? happy they didn't throw a caution. I didn't want to see everybody get bunched back up and do another one of these crazy restarts just for the wreck they have to feel. I'm happy. I didn't throw a caution. Brad wasn't in the way he was off the track. He made sure he stayed off the track. Yeah. He's really slow and he's in the grass, but he's off the track. You know, I just, I'm happy with it. It was just one lap.
1: I see what you, yeah, absolutely. I totally see what you mean. And I'm, I agree with you. Um, it did shock me that they didn't throw out a caution because he was so significantly off the pace. Like he was not going to finish that lap.
0: Yeah, but he was on the access road and on the back straightaway, he was actually in the grass. So he was, he was completely off any racing line whatsoever, not impeding anybody. I'm okay with it. I just, I don't know. I was very shocked
1: that NASCAR allowed that to happen because I would, I'm very curious if the 18 was the leader and, you know, Chase Elliott had trouble on pit road. I wonder if there would have been a caution for that.
0: Now see, that's what I think everybody's looking at, thinking Chase Elliott's some NASCAR favorite or something. I mm-hmm. I don't know. I haven't seen that personally. I just know he's like the most popular driver, but I haven't seen like NASCAR favoritism towards Chase Elliott ever. It's just I don't think it's Chase Elliott in
1: particular. I think it's more Hendrick Motorsports.
0: Do you think all of Hendrick has some favor with NASCAR, and they just? Oh, absolutely.
1: Well, I I mean, if you're asking me personally, I absolutely guarantee you to some
0: extent there is. I don't know. I don't know. I kind of really, really hesitant to say anything about that. I have seen where they seem to really not have favor with certain drivers in particular, and they go out of their way to make sure that things don't go their way. I have seen that. I know Carl Edwards had a, a big deal with NASCAR at one point. Yeah. Uh, Matt DiBenedetto had a big deal with NASCAR at one point at Talladega. It's just, there's, it seems like there's certain drivers that they're like, we don't really want this guy representing anything. So we're just kind of, you know, Oh, he went below the line. Okay. He's black flag. Like, no, wait, he was avoiding. Nope. Nope. no, right. No logic here. He's black flag. He's not going to win race. The fact he's going to finish on the end of the tail end of the lead lap. He's not even going to finish second. Like, they did that with Edwards and Benedetto. I do feel like there's some of that, but I don't think this situation was that. I think this situation was was one of those NASCAR was going to get criticized whether they did something or not because they just they just came off that whole thing with at Texas, yeah, where they they really bad decision threw a yellow flag right before Ryan Blaine took checkered flag. Right. This here, they're thinking, well, the last thing we want to do is we'll throw a caution to manufacture a, a win for somebody else or a big finish at the end of this, right? So they let right. it play out, and by that point, Brad's in the grass, and they took the white flag already. Well, what are you going to do? Now, they figured, because Brad was on the inside line when they took the white flag. Like, he was, he was on the access road with a lap and a half to go, and they were like, okay, well, he's making it back. He's out of the way. Well, now they took the white flag, and Brad's real slow in the back straightway and in the grass, trying to stay out of the way. What do you do in your NASCAR? Just end the race right there, he already took the white flag. Just let him race it back. You know, I, I think that's a, they kind of put themselves in a weird situation by not immediately throwing the yellow flag,
1: right. but
0: they wanted to give the benefit of the doubt because these are professionals that have been there for a long time, and they are clearly trying to get out of the way and keep going because they don't want to mess up the end of this race. They're trying to help that along, and... In the process it wound up making something weird at the end and i don't think that's what nascar intended i don't think that's what anybody intended they sure didn't want to show any favoritism i didn't think i just think it was just how it happened at the end and they were just like well we're racing now just let them go you know
1: yeah and you know it's not necessarily like oh i wish they would have thrown a caution it was more of a i was almost shocked when i saw brad kozlowski kind of you know clumping his way you know down the back straightaway on the last lap and like all these drivers like zooming by him really fast you know my first instinct was like oh oh no like nascar what are you doing type thing you know um i mean i'm glad that they mm-hmm. didn't throw a caution that's that's cool like you know i'm just glad this time they weren't racing like too hard uh causing a wreck you know and and t and brad or something like that
0: but you know i mean i'm cool yeah, as slow as brad was going and he was out of the way i mean i guess they just figured it was better just to let them all race back because everybody was pretty strung out anyway uh i guess it really right. wouldn't have changed anything if they were on caution but at the same time you had that group of nashville fans that stayed there for so long because that race was right. rain delayed i mean it didn't end to like what 11 o'clock my time something like that 10 yeah. 30 11 o'clock It was, God, and it started at four. You know, if they would have started the race at 12 o'clock, they could have gotten the whole thing in before it even got canceled the first time. But, you know, that's just me and my old school way of thinking, you know, let's hurry up and get this race going when there could be rain later because it's the summer. These storms pop up. They were literally popping up over the track in the south. We get pop-up thunderstorms that appear out of nowhere after about three o'clock. We get that every day. That's just, oh, that's the way huh. of life in the South. That's just how it is. And Nashville is the South, and it's hot. And when it's that hot, you get these three o'clock thunderstorms because the air starts cooling off a little bit and it creates thunderclouds, rain clouds. That's just, right. that's what happens here. And it's not a big secret. It's been that way for all of time. I don't know why these races in the South have to start at four o'clock, right? When those thunderstorms pop up, but whatever. Right. That's so aggravating. Uh, Toyota absolutely dominated this race until the end of it. Martin Truex won the first two stages. You constantly had Truex and Hamlin and Kyle Busch and even Christopher Bell. I think at one point, all four of the Gibbs cars were in the top five, with maybe only Blaney in between them. And even... Bubba Wallace and Kurt Bush showed some good speed, and Kurt Bush stayed up there in the top seven or eight. And Bubba Wallace probably would have, if his pit crew was worth, you know, crap, another loose wheel for right. him. Uh, we also had a fire on pit road. Yes. The 43 car. And did you, did you happen to see? I retweeted it. Did you happen to see the video from the, uh, the rear tire changer, his helmet cam? No. Yeah. It's, it's on, uh, at in the marbles pod on twitter yeah it's it's incredible so he does this thing on the right rear new tire comes on tightens it down comes around the other side and the left rear does the same thing that the 43 car had happened not too long ago remember when they had that issue where they just straight up could not get the rear tire off it's the exact same thing happened again He, he right now he's right by the gas guy right so there's gas and you get usually you get a little bit of leakage right there on the gas because it's just a fast thing that happens. And sometimes you have some spill. So he's down there and he's trying to get the wheel off, but it doesn't come off right away. And it kind of stalls on it and sparks. And when it sparks, it ignites the gas just to his right. I mean, yep. it's, it's a helmet cam is right there. So he sees that and he backs off and he tells the driver to just go on. Right. And they come back in the next time around and get the, uh, Get the wheel off, but God, what a moment! If you're that tire changer, oh man, um,
1: unsung <laughs> heroes of you know the sport of NASCAR. I I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm brave enough to do what they do. Um,
0: Dude, I remember watching pit crews back in the day when I was a little kid when they were out there in their in their uniforms, but their uniforms were just like slacks. And a pit crew shirt, just a shirt, a button up shirt, short sleeves, and no helmets or nothing. No fire suit, no helmets, no nothing. And they would be out there without a pit road speed of all things. No limit on pit road under caution too. run down pit road as fast as you can. Stay under the pace, stay behind Uh, the pace car when you're on track, come down pit road fast as you can.
1: That's where you make
0: up your mind, your, your, your time, right? Just, mm. I don't know how they did it back then. It's hard to believe that people are brave enough and capable enough to do do it the way they do now with full helmets and fire suits and everything. Let alone and pit road speeds, let alone back in the day when they didn't have any of that. In fact, what actually brought that along is somebody actually had died on pit road at one point. That introduced I- pit road speeds. And then you had somebody have their head smashed into the wall when a car hit them, and that brought along a helmet. Yep. And then obviously all the fires in the pits that brought on the fire suits. And thank goodness. Cause that was like, I'm talking about like 1990 because that was the last time there was no pit road speed. Right, man. So 32 years worth of progression safety wise. Thank goodness. Cause that fire that dude, didn't even flinch. He just got out of the way and waved the driver on. Yeah, exactly. It's insane. It's, it's worth a check. It's worth checking out. Uh, for sure. Somebody uh, if if you're interested in seeing what that looks like from a first person point of view, uh check out at In the Marbles Pod and search the uh feed and you'll see where uh I quoted his tweet and his video. It's just amazing to watch. After we already went we already went over the end of the race earlier in the picks, but basically Kyle Bush led for a lot right there at the end of it. Then Chase Elliott took the lead. Because Kyle Busch just kind of faded. Right. His car just got loose. I mean, from what I understand, he just could not control it. Yeah. And he just kind of faded back, and Chase Elliott's car wasn't fading, so he just took off. And on the last restart, that's kind of how it happened. Chase Elliott just kind of took off. But uh, next last restart, technically. And it looked like Kyle Busch going to have him a good little second-place finish. You know, he probably wasn't going to be happy, but... Yeah, I know Toyota wasn't going to be happy anyway because they dominated the race just to lose to a Chevy. Then we had a wreck at the end, or a blow-up, actually, another engine blew, which is weird. We're starting to get a couple of engine failures. You don't really have a lot of those nowadays.
1: Yeah. I was, uh, who was it that blew his?
0: The 77 blue. Oh. I don't even know. Is that Spire? I, I'm not sure. Is it, 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 it Balicki? Josh Belicky. I don't know who it is that drives a huh. 77, but uh, it was a black and yellow. I, that's I know that's Number 77. And the week before that, at Sonoma, Bubba Wallace blew an engine. Right. It's just all of a sudden, we're getting a few engine failures. I don't know what's going on with that. It's really weird. I don't know if it's necessarily over-revving the car with this. It ain't like you're missing shifts with this you know, sequential gear shift. I don't know.
1: I don't know really enough about the new engine to really try to figure try to diagnose that um i don't know but it's it's really kind of interesting because the first you know 16 races we really haven't noticed any sort of Mm-mm. motor and you know f- uh failures but now what is it you know summertime like what's is it just the cars getting way too hot like i mean what's going on to to make that start happening and starting to be an issue
0: this late in the season well they're not they're not allowed to put tape on the grill either so right. it's not overheating and doing that. It's just, it's it's weird. We also didn't, not that I remember, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't remember seeing cut tires in this one. I don't remember seeing that many left rears down. That wasn't maybe from contact, just like going through a corner and the left rear went flat. I see a lot of loose cars. Yeah. But I didn't see any loose because the left rear went down. I
1: did not. I don't, think I didn't I notice any. any.
0: Yeah. I didn't notice any. Didn't see that much of that Sonoma either. Maybe we're starting to get in the right direction with that. We're still get tires coming off. That's right. happened in the last two races. I don't know. Maybe some things on this car are maybe finally starting to come together. But then now we got engine issues. Two of them now in the last two races. When, when I was a kid, that was like a thing. Every, every race had three or four cars blow up. You know. But in the last right. ten years or so, it really hadn't been like that.
1: Not a not even you know, remotely like that.
0: No. They 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 got a good handle on things and they're really good at what they do. Yeah, I don't know exactly the specs of this car and how everything's put together. I don't know what all is mandated to be a certain way with this car. I know back in the day you could do anything you want to just about to the engine as long as it met the specs. Right. I know this car is so different and everything is provided. I mean, provided at a cost, but everything's provided. So much is provided anyway from NASCAR itself. I'm not sure about I'm not sure about the engines. I mean, who knows? It could just be a bad part. It's just some random. But let's keep an eye on that and see if that ever pops his head back up. This was the first race with NBC. Oh, by the way, Chase Elliott won the race. If we hadn't already mentioned that, Chase Elliott won the race. (laughs) I mean, nobody's really surprised Chase Elliott wins the race. Maybe this race because it seemed like really heavy on Toyota. I mean, Chase Elliott's good. He won a race. Yeah. Um, He might win next week, too. Who knows? Yeah. He won Road America last, last year, so. What'd you think of the NBC coverage, the first race for NBC or USA or whatever? I
1: absolutely loved it. I loved it. I don't know what is. I don't know what it is about Fox. You have the Daytona Five Hundred. You have uh, Coke Six Hundred. You go to like all these racetracks: the Five Hundred, World Six Hundred. You have uh, Darlington, uh, Martinsville, Bristol. So I mean. I don't know why it's so hard to watch their broadcast when maybe it's the whole like um, cartoon characters that they have. You know what I mean? Well,
0: they don't have Digger anymore.
1: Well, like for the animation. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Freaking. That thing bothered me. It gave me
0: nightmares. Good Lord. It was the same animation every time, too.
1: Yeah. Like he would it,
0: pop out of his little hole and see the cars coming at him and he would duck back in his hole. Just <laughs> <laughs> Digger was a uh, with gopher? Is that what yeah. it was? Gopher, yeah. Yeah, it was a track cam. Sometimes they have these little holes in the racetrack where they put a camera in it and have the uh cars coming at the camera. And they decided, uh, Daryl probably mentioned it because Daryl was good about doing this kind of stuff the little gopher that lives in that hole. His name's Digger. You know, he you don't see him pop up, you know, or something like that. And then next thing you know, Fox got, has the idea of animating a little cartoon gopher to pop up and scream his head off with the cars coming at and duck back in the hole. It's just, that's early 2000s Fox for you. Yeah.
1: I mean, okay. I'm not gonna lie. like the stalls, you know, nostalgic, nostalgic that's, wise is
0: cool, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> right. Like
1: that was my childhood. Now looking back at it, you know, the gopher, the whole boogity boogity boogie thing. It, it, it's a, a little, it's a little much. Don't you think?
0: I, I like boogity boogie. Don't, Oh, don't, 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 don't hate on boogity boogie too much. Oh, <laughs> gosh. It's anyway. Terrible. I mean, nah. it's
1: freaking terrible. No, nah, that's fine.
0: It's <laughs> Daryl. You can't hate Daryl too much. So DW, Rusty Wallace is the reason why everybody likes Daryl Walter. Well,
1: that's, uh, that's true.
0: Yeah, it's true. He, Dar- Rusty Wallace turned Daryl Waltrip into a good guy. <laughs> yeah, he, he <laughs> even, actually did. <laughs> he even wrecked Davy Allison one year down the back straightaway and put him in the hospital, and people still cheered Daryl Waltrip after that. I don't understand that at all, but they, they still did. My grandmother loved Daryl Waltrip, and I grew up with him on the way out. Like I grew up 90, 91, 92. He wasn't winning many races then. I only remember him watching races in the 17 Western auto car. I don't remember him in the tie car. So yeah, that's just Daryl's Daryl. He's going to make up names for cartoon characters and say boogity boogie and all that good junk. That's just Fox. That's Fox back in the day. But NBC, I think for the most part, their broadcast was really good. I don't like one thing they do. It seemed like they didn't have a plan for going to commercials and they would just kind of say i don't know what they would say They would just kind of end their their talk they just kind of end their sentence yeah. and it would fade off there wouldn't be no music either half the time It oh. would just fade to commercial i don't know it just it didn't seem i don't know it didn't seem real crisp like real oh. professional when it came to that part of it but everything else i love i love the animations so I, hope, I hope to see more of that
1: here's kind of an off story uh, it has nothing to do with what we're talking about. <laughs> um, unfortunately, so you know, like how some people cringe when you say like a certain word, mm-hmm. like most people they they cringe when you say the word moist or I, something like that. Moist
0: was the first thing that popped in my head, yes.
1: So I don't care, like, moist is, is just simply me. a word to me. Like, I don't even, it doesn't bother me. Do you have a, <laughs> I have a word that bothers me, and you just said it? Mm-hmm. Oh, god. The word crisp. Chris. It makes me want to vomit every time I hear it. Oh crisp. gosh. So weird. Sorry. So but random. If we could just uh, ever say that one word, that would be perfectly fine. Oh my oh, favorite cereal yeah.
0: when I was a kid was Honey Crisp. Oh gosh. It makes yeah. me want to
1: gag for some reason.
0: Hey. Oh gosh. Cookie crisp. Oh cookie crisp. Yes. That's my ass, man. That's the cereal right there. Ugh. Crunchy, crispy cookies. But crispy Ugh. might not do it, but crisp does.
1: Yeah, yeah like crispy. <laughs> I'm perfectly fine with that word. I don't know what it is. I love me some crispy chicken, but like crisp. <laughs> like I can't like. Uh, that's gross. so random. Gross. I do not that's like so that. Random. Anyway, Anyways. Nashville. Oh.
0: Fun, fun thing. Chase Elliott gets a guitar. I think that's a that's a fun trophy yeah and a real, real fun trophy to me i love it when they have something really unique to give the drivers aside from an actual like event trophy because they had an event trophy there too but like martinsville has a grandfather clock nashville has the uh guitar i think dover actually has a copy of the monster yeah like monster monster the miles of monster yeah and it actually holds a die cast a 124 still die cast in his hand of your car i mean it's just it's fun well, fun stuff like that. It's unique to that track, you know? Right. Uh, real quick, do you have anything to talk about with the trucks in the Xfinity race? Um,
1: Not really. I, I watched those, but I was like, I had to watch them both uh, on my DVR. And man, I was so tired. Like, I don't remember if I even got through them all. Uh, <laughs> I know, obviously, who won and stuff, but um, there was nothing that really popped out. You know, the little Ty Gibbs. And uh uh Sam Mayer. <laughs> Ty Gibbs and Sam Mayer getting together. Um obviously punches weren't thrown this time, but uh and then let's see, was it
0: Matty D and <laughs> Oh yeah, there's a bunch of people. It was like four wide into that corner oh, and they all just wadded up because of it. And Matt Matt was so mad after the fact. He's like, I don't know what the heck. Everybody was going four wide in that corner. Four. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, I feel bad for Matt because I feel like as decent as he was, I mean, he didn't light it up, obviously. I mean, but as decent as he was and equipment, that's not being run as fast now as it was when he was driving it. So stick that to everybody. <laughs> um, Cause everybody was saying, guys, in such good equipment. It's like, okay, well, what's the 21 doing now? Not a whole lot. He was upside down at Daytona. That's fun. But as decent as he was, the best he could come up with was a dang mid-pack truck team. I just, I hate it for him. I wish he could have got something, something better. I mean, I have a feeling this is like his last, last rod with it too. And that's, that stinks because I actually did like him. But um, yeah, he's talking about like, yeah, now we're just not going to take any prisoners. Like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how that goes. That's just how racing is sometimes. Sometimes you get another shot at it. Trevor Bayne's getting another shot at it. Yeah. And I feel I'm happy for him because he was so young when he won that Daytona 500. Yeah. And I'm glad to see people aren't completely writing him off just because it didn't work out right after that. And he's actually got another shot at it, which is awesome. I hope he makes it back to cup. Oh, just for sure. At least, at least for a season or two, just to see if he can do it again. Now that he's got a lot more experience under his belt. And on that same token, I sincerely hope that people that are working with Haley Deegan, as young as she is, I really hope they don't just give up on her. If she's not lighting it up, no. She's new. She's what, two years into a stock car? Um, I mean, she's had some late model stuff, but like yeah. at this level, is she, what is she, like 21? Yeah. twenty, twenty one, 21, somewhere in there? She's so young. Just... She's got the backing behind her. Ford's got plenty of seats to fill. Got they got plenty of they got this huge machine that they're, they're, they're driver development. I just hope they keep with it and they don't yeah. just push her off the side in the next year or two. Because I a lot of this stuff. Yeah, it's because the team isn't running that or she's not running out. Something the combination of something isn't running that well, and that's what keeps getting her caught up in all these wrecks. But a lot of these wrecks are not her fault. Right. She just gets taken out. As soon as they figure something out with this team, as soon as she gets better, she's going to start running in the top 10 a little more often. And when she does, these things ain't going to happen every week like they do now. It frustrates me when they take a really young driver and they say, oh, you're not winning in two years. Eh, You're out. Right. They got so much time. You know, like they did that with Casey Atwood, too. Speaking of Casey Atwood again. They have so much time. Just try.
1: Yeah. Just try. for sure i'm right there with you i i mean especially when it comes to Haley deegan uh you know i met her first time in 2019 at elko speedway at a at a uh uh, menards arca series race and then i i actually had like lunch right like right (laughs) beside her at uh chipotle back in may at uh kansas Speedway. so i kind of feel like even though she has no idea who I am, but like that's twice now. So I feel like we we're on first name basis now. So yeah, I'm, I'm right here with you. Um, I think she has a lot of potential. She's definitely looks way more comfortable in a stock car, even though it's, you know, it's only been trucks so far. She feels way. She looks way more comfortable in it than what like Danica Patrick did.
0: Mm -hmm. Or like, you know, so you're, you're saying you respect her a lot more, and how danica came into it
1: absolutely oh absolutely 100 i am so on board the Haley Deegan train you know i am i hope like nothing but the best she she's super good with her like fans and mm-hmm. she's like super good with her sponsors uh, sponsorships and stuff so um i i truly do hope that we see her in xfinity um even the Cup Series, like I feel like she could be that one that wins the Cup Series. You know, first female to win the Cup Series race in how many years?
0: Uh, I don't, I don't think there's ever been a female winner. Was, in the Cup I Series mean, race. I don't think so in Cup.
1: Maybe not in Cup. I don't know. I, but I, I you know don't what? I'm so. Like
0: I feel like Haley Dean could be that person. I, I think she could too. Moving right along, we had SRX this weekend at South Boston Speedway. Did you happen to see any of the race?
1: No, I did not.
0: You're Just not gonna watch SRX this year, like
1: you. you know. What I keep on forgetting it's on
0: CBS every Saturday night.
1: Oh, Saturday nights, yeah. Oh,
0: <laughs> I know not... you like to go out, I know you like to go out to the local tracks and everything. But... Oh, yeah, well, yeah, I do. <laughs> but that's what that's the point of SRX feels like a local track because they are local tracks that they're going to every single weekend. So, you know, quick little two hour show, fun race. Uh, I feel like they. Put on a lot better show at south boston they did at five flags when i went to you had all sorts of fights you had that was one that was almost a fight almost a fight but you know they're all friends and afterwards after it just happened they were all laughing at each other you know and kidding around but tony and ernie francis tony stewart Ooh. and ernie francis they uh got into it tony grabbing ernie francis by the collar <laughs> Oh. Yeah. Uh Paul Tracy and helio Castroneves, Helio uh knocked Paul Tracy out of the way once and Paul wasn't happy, but then he got wrecked in the at the rear. Two wrecks at the rear of the field that had nothing to do with him. He just got caught up in it. Uh Ryan Hunter Ray and Michael Waltrip. Michael Waltrip even took uh Ryan Hunter Ray took Michael Waltrip out. And it was actually more, I think, Michael Waltrip coming down on top of him. Uh uh-huh. but then Michael Waltrip went and ripped off uh Ryan Hunter's Ray, Ryan Hunter Ray's uh right front fender. Oh, our left front fender. One of the two fenders under caution. (laughs) (laughs) They had an amazing Ryan Newman piece. If there's anything you should go back and watch. I mean, the racing was good. The racing was really good in this race, but if there's anything you should go back and watch, go back and watch Ryan Newman's. uh, He has two segments in between the uh, racing action. One talking about his, his, his history coming through the sport and another talking about the Daytona 500 crash. Ooh, so interesting he owns that car
1: oh that mangled
0: wreck is in his garage oh he showed right where the car the uh, lajoy's car hit him when it was in the air right there like that see that bent seat that's where my head was amazing amazing to see and uh tony stewart wound up winning the whole thing so that's really cool
1: yeah he he ended up winning the race probably because everyone's too scared to even get
0: close to him oh he was mad he oh, was I So know. mad at the end of that race, but I mean, he was happy he won. But he was he was in a he was in a mode at the end of that yeah. race. So let me tell you, my goodness. Moving along, since you didn't watch that anyway, yep. I recommend people watch that series. It's a really really fun series. It's only twelve cars, sometimes thirteen, depending on if Helio decides he's going to show up when he's not wanted. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's what happened at five flags. Racing legends, racing champions, racing all stars, just fun stuff. And the last two races this year are gonna be on dirt. I think they're running at Nashville pretty soon. The Nashville Fairgrounds. Yeah. I don't know if that's this week or not, but got the running on I 55 Speedway at one point. And just I love the tracks they're going to. It's something yeah. I wish that Cup and Truck or something, maybe Cup would do like exhibition races at some of these little local small tracks. Yeah, for sure. So you had some company over this weekend and you decided that was a good time to watch Cars Three.
1: Yes. Yes. Uh my niece and nephew came and spent the night with Funkle Ethan. Um, <laughs> so I was like, you know what? This is a good excuse. Let's sit down and watch uh Cars Three. Well, so I did uh try to watch the th- the movie. I just I had underestimated the ability of how uh annoying (laughs) my niece and nephews were um so i couldn't really you know i had to attend to them for every like two seconds so yes i did watch i will probably fail your trivia questions (laughs) but i will give it to my best
0: well if you couldn't pay attention to it that hard it's gonna probably be kind of hard to appreciate the actual movie itself because i feel personally that is one of my favorite r- racing movies of all time. There's so much in that movie. I mean, you probably noticed even if you weren't paying attention, you probably noticed it. It was like, "Wow, look at the beginning of this race where he's out there racing with his friends and they're having fun, they're trading little the jokes with each other back and forth. The Kyle Petty thing is hilarious. How he's not as good at, and everybody knows it. He's not as good as his uncle, the 43. Right. It's just it's such an inside joke with NASCAR. Yeah.
1: I definitely popped pretty hard for that actually.
0: And then you had the uh emergence of the next gen. Before next gen was even a thing in NASCAR. That's right. what's so funny. This is like a nowadays story, but this happened like 3 or 4 years ago. So next gen wasn't even a thing when this car came, when this movie came out. And you had these next gen cars come through and they just they tore it up. And all of a sudden somebody like Lightning McQueen and these older style cars they're getting obsolete and suddenly there's a race towards the uh, end of the first part of this movie where lightning McQueen's one of, the, one of the only ones out there. Like he, like he is, he's one of the old timers just sticking it out yeah. and pushes too hard, has this crazy crash. And that was the trailer for the movie actually. Cause everybody was like, Oh really? Cars one was like, everybody liked cars one that likes, likes this, likes this kind of thing. Everybody's like cars. One was good. We like cars one. Cars 2 came out and just about ruined everything. Cars 2 is god-awful. It's just, it's not even a, it's, it's, I've already talked enough about that stupid movie. So they said Cars 3, and we're like, oh, God, what are they going to do with Cars 3? They already ruined it with Cars 2, but then they showed that trailer, and the trailer was like a black screen, and it was Daryl, Daryl Waltrip, Daryl Cartrip in the movie talking about his wreck. Like, oh, no, oh, no, you know, something like that. And then all of a sudden it's dead silent. And all you hear is McQueen breathing and he's rolling through the air with pieces flying off. Or are like, holy cow, I'm interested. I'm, I'm interested. What's happening with this movie? We're racing. He's wrecking. I want to know what's going to happen to this movie. Am I right in saying that it was a pretty good lead off straight off Cars 1? I Yeah. Like you weren't missing anything, <laughs> were you? I don't think so. No. Like the only thing that happened in between the movies was doc died, but right. that happened off screen in cars too. And you understood right away when he yeah. had a picture of him in the trailer and said, this one's for you, doc, that doc was not there anymore.
1: Yeah. You, yeah. I mean, it, it, it was not hard to point that out.
0: I think the way you watch these movies is just pretend like two didn't happen. Cause I think that's what <laughs> right. the people that made the movie are trying to do pretend like two didn't happen. It didn't happen. It was a dream. It's fine. Go from one to three. There is no two. You didn't get to really pay attention that hard to this movie. Obviously, uh, is there anything that stuck you out that you did notice?
1: So, more of I guess questions.
0: Okay. Um, okay. So
1: he. Okay. So lightning. Uh, he got his girlfriend.
0: That's not. No, his girlfriend is Sally. Sally. Okay. Where did Where did Sally? What happened to Sally? Well, Sally stayed back in Radiator Springs. Where they live, like Sally is, um, she's like the support mostly. Okay, she doesn't are really they, at the racetrack too much. She was at the end of the like the, the very last race, the really important one. But usually, right. she kind of like holds holds down the Ford at home.
1: Okay, so like, what do you mean, like? Okay, so is Lightning and Sally are they like a thing? Yeah. Okay, so they're married.
0: I don't know about that. I mean, okay. I, I don't, don't 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 <laughs> ask too many questions about this universe because Cars Two that was the problem with Cars Two they made people ask too many questions about this universe.
1: Well, okay, so then, so who did I don't know? I'm so confused. Who did Lightning
0: McQueen end up with at the end of the movie? Uh, he he's he was with Sally the whole time. You talking about the yellow uh, car, Cruz? Yeah, Cruz is like a um, well, Cruz started off the movie as a trainer lightning mcqueen's trainer right right because lightning mcqueen has this last shot to try to get better in this huge yeah. training facility which is cool everybody's like primed up because they're test cars right and they run simulators and stuff it's just it's fun so he's trying to uh get better and cruz Ramir- ramirez i think is her name is the yellow car that's the trainer is trying to get him you know up to speed so to speak literally too, I guess that's all it is. She's just a trainer and turns into a protege later because the whole arc of the story, I hope you picked it up. (laughs) The whole arc of the story is, is lightning McQueen is turning into doc where doc wrecked still had a lot left, but they wouldn't really give him a shot. Well, lightning McQueen had one shot left and he wasn't going to win this race. He knew he wasn't going to win this race because the dang trainer beat him on the dirt track training all along. The trainer was actually getting tips because she always wanted to be a racer, but she just mentally couldn't cut it. Right. She just mentally wasn't there. She had a block. Lightning McQueen, the whole time he's training, she's absorbing everything too from all the other people that's trying to train Lightning McQueen. And as she's going, she's getting better and better and better and actually beats McQueen on one of the exercises at the end of it, right before they have to go down to Florida. And that gave Lightning McQueen halfway through the race, that gave him the idea is like, I'm not going to win this race. I need to give her a shot because she's not going to get a shot if I don't do this right now. Right. So that's what he did. He came in and gave her her number, gave her his number. And she went out there and did it. That was the whole arc of it is that he is now the trainer or the coach, so to speak, the crew chief, right? The pit box guy he's uh, the coach now of Cruz and even sported the colors for Doc at the end of it too. Right. So is that the only question you had about the Sally? Well,
1: well, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I was just really distracted or something, but like for the bits and pieces that I was like, coming in and like actually watching it i was kind of confused i was like yo is my boy lightning is he like (laughs) two-timing like what's going on like why is this in a like a disney so i don't know i was very confused about that strictly trainer training okay thought thought there was some jerry springer
0: episode thought (laughs) process i don't know weird what did you uh so okay well at one point uh lightning gets the idea to go to a local dirt track that doc raced on and well, not, not yeah. no doc didn't race there i'm sorry it's a local race track the first one he did it's a local race track that was around uh the shop that they were at and it was i think it was called thunder hollow and he's like good local local racing and they were like well no you can't be seen at that you're gonna be swamped you can't be seen at a nascar driver or piston cup driver or whatever can't be seen at one of these things. So he disguises himself with all the mud and stuff and colors himself self number 15 and uh, calls himself, uh, what is it? Rusty Whipple Filter or something yes. like that. Something crazy. A good redneck name. But they, they're out there and Cruz says, well, I'll just go in the infield and I'll track your speeds and see how you're doing. They lock the gates. It turns out it's a dang figure eight mayhem, you know, <laughs> banger race that you wreck on race on Wreckfest or something. That was just so funny because how many races have you seen like that have you ever been to a race that was like a figure eight or a, a no like a trailer race or something crazy where it's all it's mostly crashing no you never been to one of those no nope. i've been to one or two it's it's so funny because it's a gimmick it's all a gimmick right it's just to put on a show for the fans and you had the school bus come out what does a retired school bus do i don't know don't ask who the school bus is actually transporting doesn't make any sense, okay? Like, what does a retired school bus do? Well, she's bigger than everybody else. She goes out there and races in a figure eight. <laughs> oh, gosh. It was it was so funny to me. And that's when he's training crews, not unwillingly, like not really knowing what, she, what he's doing. He's training crews how to race on dirt. And she winds up winning right. that race, which is funny. But then later on, they actually go to a real dirt track that Doc raced at. And they said they drew inspiration from North Wilkesboro Speedway, how the track had broken down, you know, how it aged. They drew inspiration sure. from stuff like that because it was like a Smoky Mountain type raceway. I forgot what it was called. It was, you could tell it was up in the Smoky Mountains because it was in Tennessee and where they met Doc's trainer from back in the day. Did you see any of that? Did you notice any of that? Were you able to pay attention to any of that? Did you appreciate any of it? Um,
1: yeah, no, absolutely not. I do not <laughs> remember any of that.
0: You gotta rewatch nope. this movie, man. Oh gosh. for your benefit. I'm not even gonna quiz you on it. Just for your benefit of it. I really feel like you need to rewatch this movie. I, it's better than part one. To me, it's way better than part one. It takes itself so it takes itself really seriously. It takes racing really seriously. One of those old cars that they showed, one of the three old cars that was helping Smokey and Lightning, one of those three old cars yeah. was actually Junior Johnson voicing them. And they were talking about running moonshine at one point of it through the yeah. woods, and they had some really cool training techniques about going getting through the packs with uh, all that, that herd of tractors going through. Oh yeah, I was mean, just all these little little things just kept coming back, and as I was watching it, I actually wasn't like, wasn't picking up what was happening until Cruz got out there on the racetrack, and I was like, oh duh, I, I see it all now. Going back, you see all these little moments that she's picking up this and she's picking up that and she puts it all together at the last race, you know, without even knowing she was gonna do it. I think it's put together so well and it pays such a good tribute to the whole sport, it would benefit you to watch it just one time, all the way through without distraction. No no reports, no quizzing, nothing, nothing, nothing like that. I just personally feel like it would benefit you to watch all the way
1: through. I will I will try I my best.
0: <laughs> You always have my Disney Plus information. Just wait till I get you to watch a um uh cartoon about a rat pretty soon.
1: I'm sorry. Yep. Okay.
0: that's <laughs> the only racing stuff on Disney Plus. Now from now on it's like rats and uh dinosaurs and whatever else I decide you're gonna watch. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Spoiler alert, the dinosaur one's actually one of the worst ones they did.
1: What uh Land Before Time? No, that's
0: not Disney. Oh that's Spielberg. Oh that's Don Beluth. I don't know what that Don is. Don Beluth, he's an animator from uh, the late oh. 80s, early 90s. He did he did the alternate Disney stuff. He did like Secret of NIMH, Land Before Time. Uh, later on, he got kind of silly and did stuff like Rock-A-Doodle and A Troll in Central Park. There was a time they were uh, All Dogs Go to Heaven. He did that one. Uh, American Tale with Five. He did that one too. He did all the dark and gritty cartoons when Disney yeah. was doing stuff like Little Mermaid. Gotcha. Which I mean I like Little Mermaid, but just fine. Yeah, it's just I don't
1: think I've ever watched that.
0: It's it's a little on the girly side, obviously, but it's got a great villain. I mean, just saying that for like someone like me and you. We're into racing and wrestling, it's kinda hard to convince one of us to sit down and watch a movie about a princess and a mermaid. Yeah. But it's got such a good villain. That's my favorite part of Disney Disney movies is a villain for the most part.
1: Little Mermaid's villain, is that Corolla, Corolla de No, that's, Corolla? That's, that's another good villain, Cruella.
0: Cruella, that's it. That villain skins puppies. What? <laughs> what? It's Disney. <laughs> what are you talking about? Skins puppies? She, yeah, she bought 101 Dalmatians to skin them. <gasps> to make a fur coat. Shut your butt. <laughs> that's gross. Yeah, Disney's dark. Ooh, I don't know if I'm going to watch that. Well, I mean, she doesn't do it in the movie.
1: Well, still. She has done it. And she's it.
0: trying to do it, but she doesn't do it in the movie. It's fine. <sighs> um, no, Ursula is a Little Mermaid's villain. She's like this sea witch, this octopus, purple octopus sea witch. Oh, my. And uh, she's a great villain. Great villain. One of the best song in the whole movie, too. Villain songs are always the best songs. What movie do you think you should watch next? Uh, hmm. Um, You know, I will watch
1: the Brady Bunch 500. Yeah. Hmm. Or the Brady 500, whatever. I don't know how, to, how I would watch that again. I don't know if it's on YouTube or anything, but I would watch that.
0: I want to give you something that at least has a really good villain and a villain song. The best things about the movies to me are the villains and the villain songs. When you got a good villain, this- a good fun villain, and you can really, like, get into their their song and everything. I just that makes the whole movie.
1: Are we talking about like another Disney yeah. movie? Oh
0: <laughs> lord. <laughs> oh no. One of my favorite villains <laughs> of all time is the Shadow Man from Princess and the Frog. It's set in New Orleans. So it's got a whole Mardi Gras, Cajun voodoo vibe. The whole movie does. Really really neat. I think it's the first African American princess so that's also really cool. And they're actually going oh, to really cool. change a ride in Disney World, Splash Mountain, and they're going to base it off of that movie, which is going to be really neat, especially if they include the villain, but I don't think they will. If they include the villain, though, I would, God, that would be so much fun because he is such a good villain. I think sometime in the next two or three weeks, I'm not going to force you next week, but sometime in the next two or three weeks, you should watch The Princess and the Frog. Oh. <laughs> you have time. You have time.
1: You know, I don't know if I do. It's just, it's like, like, I only have Sundays off. That's that's the only. Day. It's just a Disney. Know.
0: It's like an hour and a half Disney cartoon. It's fine. <laughs> I'll try my best. I'll, I'll get I'll get with you on that. We have some questions because we're running long. Oh on the yes. Show. First off, we got one from Caitlin from the Estate and two from Drew. Okay. Uh, the first one from Caitlin. I know my answer right off the top of my head. I bet we have the same answer. Who is the most overrated driver currently? And NASCAR. Uh, like just Cup
1: Series or NASCAR? We'll just do Cup
0: Series. Okay. Okay. I I have my answer. Chase Elliott. He just won. Yeah. How in the world? <laughs> He's a champion and he just won. How in the world is he brain? <laughs> well, listen, I just...
1: Well, for one, I'm extremely tired. But you know what? Chase Elliott, I don't understand. I, it's more of a, I just don't understand why he's so popular. So popularity's
0: over. Like he's overrated, popular wise. Like popularity wise. Yeah. I oh, for you. sure. I get that. I get that. Like you don't understand why he's as popular as he is. Yeah. When he's just, I mean, he's a he's a basic driver without much personality. Yeah. I mean, he's a good sure. driver. He wins, and he's in good equipment. He's but. Yeah. Yeah, with no personality. I understand. I understand that answer. I get it now. So I appreciate that answer. That's good. Yeah. Uh, what about you? Driving wise, I feel like it's still Bubba Wallace. Uh-oh. He's, yeah. he's just, I mean, he's really good at the super speedways. The team is starting to get some speed, but who's, who's finishing first in this team all the time. I mean, who's finishing ahead of the other. Kurt, Kurt, Kurt. is finishing ahead of Bubba Wallace just about every single week.
1: Yeah.
0: He has some, I mean, he was a, a mile and a half faster in practice this week. Like he was a mile and a half per hour faster than second place in practice this week. Yeah. And he qualified 30th. (laughs) And I mean, I know his team isn't helping him, but at some point the driver's got to do something to overcome some of this stuff. And as much attention as he gets, I, I don't know. I just don't, I, I think it's swaying in a decent direction for him, but for him to be the guy that was signed by like Michael Jordan initially, like right off the bat, I don't know. And then at the same time, I think it does say something that Kurt Bush got the Michael Jordan shoe sponsorship and Bubba Wallace didn't. Like yeah. Kurt oh, Bush's yeah. car 100%. got that. Bubba Wallace's car didn't get that.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, it's a tough spot for sure. Uh Bubba Wallace, I, in my opinion, Bubba Wallace has just as much talent as Maddie D. And Maddie D couldn't cut it in the cup series. Uh, now he's back in trucks.
0: Mad, Maddie, not, Matt 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 had better finishes. I mean, Bubba has, has a win at a rain-shortened Talladega race, but right. Matt Benedetto had legit shots to win those races, like leading coming to the checkered a couple of times. Even right, at, even a track like but, Bristol. I mean, Matt Benedetto I feel like was had more talent. He just didn't have the team. See, okay,
1: so this is where I don't know. You want to call it like heel Ethan type <laughs> thing, but like. Man, you know that's that's absolutely true. um he did have way better finishes. He just never
0: won a race. He didn't. He came really close, but he didn't ever win the race. Uh Right. He almost won a race in a really bad 95 car. Yeah. He almost won a couple of races in the Wood Brothers. Uh I want to know how long it's going to be before that happens again with Harrison Burton. I don't know. I feel like consistently he was performing better than what Bubba Wallace does and Bubba Wallace is in top tier equipment yeah okay it's a new team it's Gibbs equipment come on I mean we're, right. nobody's fooling nobody all these Toyotas are the same I mean Kurt Bush just finished second and he's won a race this year I just right. me personally he's getting there but for what he's being given I just don't I don't see it, it yet now all that is out the window at Daytona Talladega because he is really good at those and it takes a sm- right. certain type of driver to be really good at those. And he is that certain type of driver. So hats off to him at those tracks. He's he's a pick to to do really good every single time they go to one of those places. From Drew, what do you think it would take to get more lapsed or casual fans into NASCAR? That's he a heavy question. Oh, um, first thing that pops in my head right off the bat
1: is I want more interactive with my drivers, right? Uh, track side, uh, back in like the what, yeah, yeah, 2000s? The
0: track side, yeah,
1: like pre race show, you know, you had the whole like uh college mm-hmm. game day setup, you know, by the Home Depot thing. Um, but it was for NASCAR and it was really really cool because. NASCAR doesn't really get spoke about on ESPN very often. So that kind of made me it really made me appreciate um like the storylines a lot more because as like a diehard NASCAR fan, I mean, as soon as I woke up on Sundays, Sunday mornings, it was, you know, I'd wake up around nine o'clock and then I would turn on TV, pre-race, you know, track side, all that stuff. And then it, it just got you geared up. And I was so pumped about going and watching that race later that night or later that day.
0: To me, it's going to be more personalities from the drivers. Yeah. Because when I was a kid, it was Kyle Petty. It was Dale Earnhardt. It was Rusty Wallace. Even Jeff Gordon came came through with some personality. I mean, right. He was a young kid. Nobody liked at one point, but he still had personality. Sterling Marlin. Yeah. Ricky Rudd. Oh my gosh. Legends of this sport with such Big personalities like the biggest personality we've had lately is Kyle Bush and Tony Stewart. Yeah, I think those are the two biggest personalities we've had lately. I mean, mm-hmm. Hamlin's funny sometimes because I love it when the, the people that are like uh, going back and forth with Lugano, like Hamlin's impression of Lugano one day um, after a oh. race, was just <laughs> oh god, that was just hilarious. Is that the short yeah, track racing? Like, it's just short track racing, <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's just <a true> <laughs> He even like awesome.
0: Like, Splinched up his nostrils like Logano talks. Yeah. I loved it. So like Hamlin's face. not bad as far as personality goes. But there's not that many of them in there right now with a with a unique personality. And right. I just feel like at its peak you had that. And right now you don't. And I think it's just kind of a I don't know. It's I think it's more corporate than anything, is the reason why it's not like that. But right. it, I don't know. That's my personal opinion. Uh my wife asked. Just today before I start recording, mm-hmm. what is the fastest you've driven in a street car, legal, in a legal street car? I think it was a hundred and five. I figured you would probably beat me because I I raced, mm. and I just because I have the CDL, I just don't speed. Right. I know she's driven faster than me in my car. Oh, my my Dodge Charger. I know she's gotten it allegedly. I think somewhere around a hundred. <laughs> Ooh, and that and that charger. I think I got it close to that. I don't think I broke a hundred, but I think I got it close to that. But um, I know she's she's beat me. Not street legal. Hmm. I got everybody beat. <laughs> right, seventy-two. Yes.
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. You have us all beat,
0: <laughs> but not street legal. She's more. She's more um ambitious on the road than I am sometimes uh so next up we have road america what do you know about this four mile road course um
1: i don't know much about it when it comes to cup series uh i know i mean it's been pretty interesting in the last few years when it comes to trucks and xfinity uh, a couple and you know we've seen people like cole custer and, and john hunter Nemechek go after it yeah go after each other after the race uh we've seen a lot of bumping and and bumping people out of the way, kind of doing a little off-roading at mm-hmm. some points. So I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know what really to expect, especially with
0: this next-gen race car. At you road know, courses. it runs Where, really good on road courses. So. Yeah. It's pretty stable and pretty competitive.
1: And that's what's really interesting about it. So, like, who's going to get, you know, that just makes the setup that much more important. Who can, who can figure it out? Uh, Who could stay on top of it the longer the race goes on? Um, Yeah, that's for sure. Who's going to eventually walk out of victory, uh,
0: (laughs) drive into victory lane? (laughs) Well, to give you a hint of who it's probably going to be, what team's won the last two road course races? Trackhouse. Trackhouse. Both cars have won the last two road course races. Yep. Chastain at Coda and Sonoma (laughs) Suarez. You know they're going to be fast, and you know they're going to be up front pretty much all day long. Especially the 99 coming right off of that, and Chastain is being as aggressive as he is, which people need to lay off of him. Seriously, (laughs) it's getting on my nerves. They're they're making stuff up about him now. Did you see the part where Dale Jr. actually blamed him for a wreck that he wasn't even involved with? No, I didn't even. Yeah, he, he turned low going into turn one, like way on the straightaway, right? So it's like halfway down the straightaway. He's low on the inside of Ty Dillon, and Ty Dillon goes all the way down to block him. Okay, cool. Well, Chastain backed off. Ty Dillon took a really, really low entry to the corner to block the one car because he was going to pass him. Right. So Ty Dillon gets loose because he took such a shallow entry, thanks to Ross Chastain, according to Dale Jr., that he come up and wrecked the car that was beside him and they both hit the wall. And Dale Jr. just straight up blamed Chastain for causing Ty Dillon to take a shallow entry. Ty Dillon did that on his own self. He didn't have to run all the way down there to the apron to block the one car. He could have stayed right where he was and let the one have that spot, but he chose to go all the way down there. He's the one that took that shallow entry and run out of talent.
1: Oh, that's yeah. I see what you mean for sure. You
0: can't blame, I. Oh, God, they need to get off thing. They really do. I hope, I hope he never changes. I hope he never changes. I hope he races the same way he's racing the whole time. They both won the last two road course races. Chase Elliott won last year at this track, coming off a win this week. Good shot for him to go back to back. Who's your pick for this weekend? <sighs> oh
1: man. I hate this now because.
0: Oh, reminding am... people, you cannot pick Kyle Bush, Chase Elliott, Kyle Larson, Tyler Reddick, Dave Blaney, or Ryan Blaney, not Dave Blaney. Don't pick Dave Blaney. That'd Dave be a bad pick. Blaney. Blaney. <laughs> Ryan Blaney or Martin Shrix. Dave Blaney. Um, you can pick him if you want, but I don't recommend it. Oh, gosh.
1: Dang. I'm not <laughs> sure. Where are we going? Road right America.
0: America. Road four mile road course uh i
1: 14 really did. corners i think yeah 14 corners. you know i told myself if i ever accidentally like actually win one of these races between you and i i'm gonna i'm gonna buy their uh race win die cast <laughs> on all of them every time we do this um okay you know so, lagana is uh, still out there oh is he <laughs> hmm. okay uh
0: I just want you to own a Logano. Deck. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh Lord, have mercy! You know what? I'm gonna go Joey Logano.
0: Oh Lord, you made fun of me for going with yeah. him last time at a road course.
1: Let's go Joey Logano. I can't. You believe know what's I just so funny
0: that. about that? Hmm. Who did you pick when I picked Logano at the last road course? <sighs> almondinger. Yep. Yes, who my pick is.
1: Oh no! I forgot about almondinger. <laughs>
0: oh. <laughs> Shoot, I was just waiting on you to not pick him. Damn it, because I couldn't pick uh, I could still pick Chase Elliott. I think, yeah, I can still pick Chase Elliott. That's so okay. I was gonna pick Chase Elliott if you picked AJ because you can still pick AJ. It's too yeah. late now,
1: yeah. That's okay. We have we have a couple more road courses, I believe. Uh, Watkins yeah. Glen, that's um, gonna be a good one for AJ. Indy, he especially knows how to uh, win at Indy.
0: Well, uh, We'll have to see who has the first pick because we can both pick them one more time.
1: Oh, yeah, that's true.
0: I think that's going to wrap up. Wrap wrap out. I think that's going to wrap up. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Wiggity-wiggity-wet.
0: I think that's going to wrap up the show. Uh, We've been going long enough. We're both delirious enough. Oh, man, are we ever. So we're going to throw it to some podcast drafting partners real quick. First off, for me, Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast, one of my favorite podcasts of all time. Got me and Ethan to meet each other through this yes. show, and I've met both of them, Jeff and Scott, and a few of the listeners, actually, different meetups. It's so just fun show, good stuff. Love the conversation on the show this week. They were talking about Hasbro's and just right up my alley uh from that show you have scott's side project Junk wrestling history really like that show where they're not always accurate they're always but they're always drunk in the favor with eric and barry another fun listen positively pro wrestling podcast another really good listen. i just keep saying really good listen i'm not going to tell you a podcast that's not a bad listen because they're fun shows and they have all sorts of different discussions and different topics uh, usually, Positively Pro Wrestling has a, an old show or an event that they go back and they rewatch. I uh, also want to throw it out to Jason Wolf and his chop shop and all the art he does. Really, really cool stuff. Uh, got some things coming in the mail that I'll be able to share next week on the show. Not right now. but and also want to throw it out to Outsiders Beer Co. with uh, Big Underscore Bane. Big, big Underscore Bane did our intro music. Best just, music in all podcasting, if I'm being this. completely biased. And great products on outsidersbeardco.com. I have four or five beard oils now. I just change my scent as of however I feel. <laughs> there you go. Nothing <laughs> wrong with that. Uh, like today's, today feels like a tobacco vanilla kind of day. You know, oh, Let's there go you go. Out. it's good stuff. I, I like the stuff. Has all my uh, beard brushes smelling really good too now. um so that's mine uh who do you have Ethan? so first
1: off let's let's you know we have to lead off with breaker and bane's power hour one professional wrestler one rapper friends since the seventh grade get together and talk everything movies comics professional wrestling and anything that makes you say wtf love the show you and i we've been listening to this show for a while uh just tremendous human beings and bane with his music cannot wait for for uh bane's music to to drop any time now uh brian breaker also has a side project you know it's fake right Breaker goes in-depth conversations with professional wrestlers, referees, managers, fans, and anyone that has pro wrestling ties for an interactive and insightful conversation. Uh, you and I have both been a guest on that. Uh, super, super fun, enlightening. Uh, You'll learn some stuff too about you know the hard road it is for professional wrestlers. Uh, then we have No Holds Barred with Bill Benis. Uh, get ready for some No Holds Barred action. With your host, the legendary Bill Venus and his co-host Bane, as they bring you the most insightful pro wrestling podcast ever. Uh, Then we have our friends over at Tales from the Estate, Uh, Drew and his wife, Caitlin, uh, take you on a magical trip full of gut-busting laughter, head-scratching random facts, and their top five favorite things. Um, also pulling up a chair with a chair shot, uh, a podcast spotlighting anyone who loves pro wrestling figures, including customizers, creators, collectors, and people that's actually in the business. As I'm getting a text message. Oh, I hate that. Also want to shout out to Toyota, because without Toyota, a majority of the world would be at a standstill. Go buy a Toyota and Rowdy Energy. Go drink rowdy energy.
0: Um, before I go into the the last little spiel here with the uh, show close. A couple of little notes. First off, yes, thank you so much for the questions. Caitlin, Drew, Tim, my wife, Nicole, thank you so much for the questions. We love answering all these questions. We just want to keep getting them. It just brings up different topics and different things that we don't really think about a lot. So it's fun. Another thing, thank you for to everybody who listened to last week's show. Last week's show on the first day, it's over doubled like all time downloads from our most popular episode and that's just on the first day boom so like it was four times more listened to than any other show on the first day and i don't know why maybe it was some of the some of my local friends and local area with the uh racer the friend of mine that died maybe it was some of the stories with that maybe it was somebody shared it with somebody else uh in their little circle, I don't—I don't know what happened, but I hope you hope you guys stuck around. I hope you enjoyed that show, and I hope I hope we get more people. That was that was fun to see. It was really fun to see the podcast growing a little bit. Yeah, absolutely, that's awesome. And one more thing that we didn't mention—that's a pretty big thing that happened last week. Uh, a legendary figure in the sport died this past week. His name is Bruton Smith. He uh, owns so many racetracks, and he helped build charlotte motor speedway and actually put lights on it he is the one that is responsible for speedways having lights because he had the vision to do it back in 1992 at the all-star race so he's just he's a legendary figure as far as nascar goes he's been with it for so long i mean talking about charlotte was built in what the 50s or 60s i think 60s and yeah it's just sad that sad that he went but he was like 95 yeah. At the time. So the only thing about NASCAR, people tend to, people tend to stick around a little bit, you know, that's just how the sport is. So I want to thank everybody for listening to this week's show. If you don't mind, please go and rate and review on the, uh, any podcast app that you listen to this on, follow us on all our social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at in the marbles pod. And, uh, you can also email the show at in the marbles pod at gmail.com. And if you're looking for a shirt, we're going to be having some come up pretty soon uh, on top of the one design we have now. I want to put two designs up pretty soon that are kind of similar to each other, but one specifically podcast and one's not. So like one can kind of be like a general audience kind of thing. Uh, go to whatamaneuver.net. Hit the search by store tab in the top left corner and search in the marbles. And there you'll find our design. Right now it's the only design we have up is Allison, but pretty soon that's going to change. And before we get out of here, uh, anything you want to add? As always, peace, love, all the above. And we'll see you next week in the marbles.